Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters. Your host is Caleb. We got some stuff we want to chat about. Lots of news, lots of notes I want to talk about. Uh, Talk a little bit about Senior Bowl. Let's just get this out of the way now because it was ridiculous. And it'll lead into uh, the monster news we got for today. But uh, Pro Bowl happened. I think um, you can tell by the tone of my voice. And by the looks you probably just gave the phone or the computer or whatever of how much we loved the Pro Bowl this weekend. I just want to share. I mean, Pro Bowl is one of my favorite things of the year. It's I look forward to it almost as much as I look forward to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I know more stats probably than most. I understand and uh, can tell you the past winners of the Pro Bowl in order for the last 10 years. That is how much I love this Pro Bowl game. And that is also a complete and freaking utter lie. I think the Pro Bowl needs to be taken away. I don't. Th- I don't see. Um, you know, I understand there's All Star games and every other sport. I mean, yes, you can look at the All Star game in hockey, and it's not as good. But guess what? Like, you see some really cool goals. Um, the baseball, you know, the All Star game in baseball is very competitive. This Pro Bowl is just. I mean, I love the skills competition. I think. I think they should just stop there. I think they should just literally just bring a bunch of people make that a bigger event, make that more fun. Um, and on a, on a grander scale and just get rid of the actual game. Um, I think JJ Watt said it best, which was, uh, this is stupid. I mean, it was complete and utter garbage. It was basically two hand touch. At this point, you might as well play flag football. I know there's a lot of, um, Twitter posts going around. One of the best ones I saw from the weekend was they should put the bottom two teams in the pro bowl game and fight for the first overall pick. I'm game because they need to do something to make it more competitive. Let's, you know, you can't just keep throwing money at people. They're not going to care. I understand we don't want to get them hurt and injured and it's a contact sport, but I mean, seriously, I would rather, I would, I mean, we, I don't even think we, we watched like a little bit of it. Um, and, but it was more like on for noise, you know? So like it was, it's just complete waste of time. But uh, let's jump into uh, let's jump into our notes because something happened after the Pro Bowl game that we got to talk about. Um, Alvin Kamara, uh, star running back for uh, the New Orleans Saints, well, he was arrested, and uh, it looked like an incident that happened the day before the Pro Bowl at some sort of club in Vegas. Uh, just beat the living crap out of somebody, and what is that going to do? Nah, it's going to get you arrested. Um, he did get uh, he did get booked and charged with assault and battery, and literally beat a man unconscious in this club. Uh, I one, let's just talk about like why was the Pro Bowl in Vegas? Like I get it, but like, I mean, what did you expect was going to happen? You got a bunch of star people coming to basically Sun City. I mean, this was inevitable. Let's just put that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I don't expect anything else different to happen when you when you do this. So, I, I think it's a bad decision on the NFL's part. Um, you know, I, I think that when you look at these NFL players, they do attract unwanted attention from other people trying to provoke uh, and cause issues. I, I get it. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you are only responsible for yourself. And Alvin Kamara, you screwed up. So um, we'll kind of see where this leads. I mean, you you look at this team in general right now, man. The Saints are just skidding downhill fast. I mean, Sean Payton's out. You know, Alvin Kamara's now. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I mean, I've I've seen people get in fights and they're no longer playing football. So we'll just, again, we'll just have to wait and see what the NFL decides to do with him. Um, he might not even be able to play this upcoming season if they find him and then, uh, you know, basically make him miss games. And the rest of the Saints team is just looking terrible. They got no quarterback. And, uh, you know, Michael Thomas is trying to figure out what he's going to even do, I guess. So if <laughs> he needs out. But just disappointing. Like I said, you know, I was talking with JT over the weekend. I'm just like, tack on another one, you know, like this is just continuing to happen. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, another thing, uh, Mike McDaniels got hired in Miami. Great signing for Miami. Um, I really like him. I think he's going to do an excellent job down there. The one that I actually care about and want to discuss is the Texans. Why the heck? Okay. So tell me, all right, because this is, this is how I feel. So tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I doubt it at this point. But did everybody else just, just like go into these meetings with the Texans kind of like half-assed? Like, we don't really care if you want to give me the job, give it to me. If you don't, you you know, who cares? We'll move on type mentality because they interviewed way better candidates than this. <laughs> like, they had some people coming down there that they interviewed that would do a thousand times better job than Lovey Smith. So either these candidates that came in just like out of respect interviewed, but really didn't want this job. Um, I don't, I really don't know because like in, in my mind, if you're offered a head coaching job, you're going to take it, you know, no matter where it's at, like it's just, it's opportunity. I'm just trying to figure out why Lovey Smith got this opportunity. I don't know if it's just the teams like, Hey, we can control Lovey Smith or, you know, we can't control these other guys, whatever. I don't know. But I, I feel like this is a really, really strange um, situation that took place. I'm, I know that he has had coaching experience. Um, Chicago, he wasn't terrible. Went to Illinois, University of Illinois. Did awful. Didn't even have a winning season in college. Uh, now he's back in the NFL. He was the defensive coordinator. He's always had good defenses. But I just, I don't see it. There was way, again, way better options out there. Uh, to bring in the, the, than Lovey Smith. So we'll see what happens here. Um, I just, I find this a very strange situation. Um, I, I really don't understand why, why he would have gotten this job. Uh, next on my list that we want to talk about, and this is probably the most uh, intriguing thing that's taken place other than the Alvin Kamara news. Kyler Murray has removed all of the Arizona Cardinals everything from his social media pages. He's unfollowed them. He's, he's basically uh, just, he had, he had no attachment to the Cardinals right now. Making a lot of news because it's like, oh my God, why? What happened? Blah, 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 right? So everybody's trying to, you know, cycle around and trying to figure out what's going to happen with Kyler Murray. There's been talks about him going back to baseball. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, what I do think is going to happen, he's going to request a trade. Now, with that even being said, guys, it doesn't matter what Kyler Murray technically wants. He's still under contract. So even if he requests the trade, aka Deshaun Watson, aka, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers requested a trade, he's still at Green Bay. 
Um, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, talked about trade, you know, there's countless times where people request trades and guess what? Don't get traded. So I'm not anticipating this being overly different. Kyler Murray still does have it. He still has another year left on his contract and then he has a fifth year option because he's still on his rookie deal. You know, you look at this team, they're 20th in cap this year, uh, thanks to spottrack.com. Uh, only 5.3 million is what they're expecting to have next season. I mean, they are losing some, some pretty big names like Chandler Jones, possibly in free agency. Uh, you know, James Conner, who ended up getting them like 18 touchdowns this year, which was insane. Uh, you know, so they're, they're going to, it's going to be messed up, man. This team's going to look messed up at the end of the year, um, going into next season. So I, I think Kyler Murray, I, th- I think it would be wise if he tries to request out, but again, it doesn't matter if he wants it or not. They're going to have to get, and, and just imagine, what are you going to try and get for him? I know at one point we were talking about Russell Wilson, you know, uh, basically requesting first round draft picks for the amount of time left he would play for your team. So example, uh, he goes to the Giants, okay? And he plays eight years at the Giants. That means Seattle would want eight years worth of first round draft picks. Okay. Now, and that's for Russell Wilson, who's an aged quarterback, who is he's an excellent, high caliber quarterback. But now we're talking about Kyler Murray, <laughs> who's 24. Um, you know, you're looking at like Deshaun Watson type esque, you know, just a young quarterback, lots of years left um, to not only grow, but get better and be your franchise for a long time. I don't know any team willing to give up that much for him. Plus, not only are they going to have to give up picks and or players to get them, they're going to have to re-sign them. So now you're going to have to re-sign the guy and hope that he doesn't like just drain you clean um, to be able to stay with your team. So I think this is going to be very interesting. You know, you're going to have to give up a lot to get Kyler Murray. So even if he does request that trade, I, I just can't see any team um, willing to give up that much and then also try to re-sign and uh, resign them. But, you know, there's been teams like um, the Bucks, the Rams that are like, you know, screw these draft picks. We don't really care. You know, draft picks aren't going to win as championships. Talented players are. And so they trade away these, you know, these, you know, pick first, second round picks all the time. And, you know, I mean, you look at Cooper Cup was a, was a third round pick who's basically winning them their championship this year. Um, they traded for Matthew Stafford. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They traded for Von Miller, you know, they didn't use picks to get, you know, to technically draft these players. They used picks to get them um, in trades. So, the, I mean, there is a chance if somebody's willing to to pay a lot for maybe a year or possibly two for Kyler Murray um, to be able to get that championship now. I think the Bucks are a very intriguing team when it comes to that. Um, there has been reports that like Mike Evans is trying to get Kyler Murray to come down there. That could be very interesting. Um, he would do very good down in Tampa, I think, and fill Tom Brady's shoes pretty decently. Um, they do have a winning team that's ready to go now. Uh, they do need to resign Chris Godwin, of course. Um, but again, let's just monitor this and see where see where we're heading. We're just going to talk a little bit about the senior bowl this past weekend, which was a lot of fun to watch way more fun than this stupid pro bowl that we talked about earlier. I'm um, just going to talk about a few guys that, uh, you know, I thought 
yeah, you know, maybe in, I was intrigued going into the into the game. I'm um, to kind of see how they were doing, and then you know, if I felt like I came out and I I liked more, or you know, whatever, or even somebody that just kind of caught my eye while while I was watching the game. So, um, obviously, most of this offseason we're going to be talking quarterbacks anyway. Everybody cares about the quarterbacks, um, you know this this year, and we've. I've even said it myself, like I'm not overly excited and, and looking at any of these guys that are going to come in and just make an immediate impact on a team this year like we have had in the past few years. Um, so let's just kind of kind of dive in. So there's three guys that I was really kind of intrigued about. Obviously, there was more, um, but Malik Willis. I mean, let's just look. I mean, he's got so many tools. He is so dominant um, when you look at him at Liberty. I mean, he's he can run, he can pass. Um, he's got great vision. He's got a strong arm. So I wanted to see um, how he was going to be able to stack up against some better competition. Obviously, him playing at Liberty, it's just you're not going to you're not playing the SEC or something, right? So kind of kind of see how he was going to stack up. I I think he <laughs> he looked really good. Um, he I don't think that you know, when you look at a lot of these running quarterbacks, they're quick to leave the pocket, you know, under pressure. I think he stood in there um, well enough for me. I, I think he's going to be a pass-first kind of guy, run second, um, which is what I would prefer if I was looking at bringing a quarterback into and onto my team at least, um, especially somebody that can be mobile. I want him to be able to move, but I don't want it to be you know Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson has been able to make it work, but look at this past season. Obviously, he wasn't even able to play. We'll see what happens moving forward with him even um, because I don't think the running quarterback is necessarily a few the run first quarterback is not the future um he did have some incredible throws um i think he was able to command the command the huddle really well and i think his decision making for not knowing these receivers was really solid so i think malik willis was a huge benefactor of this year uh and i mean i think his draft stock definitely has has improved um kenny pickett was another guy that i was really intrigued to kind of see because these are going to be the two that you're trying to trying to figure out who's going to go first it seems like this year um you know obviously it's going to be team dependent but i kind of just left the game feeling like you know i didn't i didn't really feel like he improved necessarily his stock but i don't think he really kind of like heard it either i think when i looked at and and watched the the film of his season uh and then watched kind of the senior bowl i just it's it's what i thought he was going to kind of be you know like it, it, i didn't i didn't necessarily have like these higher expectations i just i think he he did really well um so i'm not knocking that <laughs> per se um the one thing i will say um about the game that i loved was his play action game was really solid so uh, just keep an eye you know maybe maybe one of those teams that are, are run first uh Kenny Pickett would really, really be a, a huge improvement um, for a team that might be that. I mean, like a Browns team, you know, I would rather see Kenny Pickett there than I would see Baker Mayfield. Uh, the other guy that I just want to talk about briefly was Sam Howell. Sam Howell, dude, he just got an insanely strong arm. Like he, it's, it's amazing how strong that kid's arm is. Um, I, I really, after last season had a lot of high expectations for Sam Howell coming into this season. And then coming into the senior bowl, you know, after the season that he has, which was kind of down, I mean, he lost, you know, his top two wide receivers and his running backs. So like he kind of had to, you know, basically had a revamped offense um, down there in North Carolina. But the one thing that kind of uh, I struggled with with him was 
everything was lasers. You know, everything was, it was one speed and it was throw hard. (laughs) So he, I think he threw fairly accurate. I mean, he had some drops, not his problem. That's the wide receivers issues. You get two hands on the ball. You better come down with it. Doesn't matter. Um, Some of these were clean drops as well. So I'm not going to blame him, but I think the thing is, is like if he would put more touch on it, maybe they'd be able to come down with it a little bit easier um, because everything to me looks like rockets. That was just bullet passes all day long. So uh, that was kind of disappointing. And again, I just, I kind of left thinking, okay, whatever. Um, not, a not, not anything. Uh, wide receivers that I thought was really cool. I had two, um, Romeo Dobbs dude's smooth, man. He, he's really smooth in his routes, insanely balanced. I knew he was, when you watch his film, you can see it all over the place. The only thing that was kind of frustrating is when you watched his one-on-one drills, so those wide receiver D big drills, um, he just kind of got a little lackadaisical and he had some bad drops that I think is really on him. Uh, he needs to come down with some of those. I know I understand it's practice. It's not a game, but I'm a firm believer of the old school mentality. You practice how you play. So if you practice weak, you're going to play weak. So um, I'm not saying that, you know, it's just something I noticed. So I'm not saying that's an everyday occurrence. I, you know, I don't get to see how he practiced with his team. This was just at a senior bowl. Um, but this is a job interview. So I just, like I said, I saw a couple of those. Um, but like I said, he was really good on his routes. Very, very smooth. And I mean, he made defenders, he, he caused a lot of separation. So it was really cool to see. And one guy I really didn't know very well um, coming into the senior bowl was Christian Watson. And North Dakota State, who's becoming a massive powerhouse, um, didn't really, like I said, didn't really know him too too well coming into this game. But as as the game progressed, and I saw saw him, you know, just you know make some really good plays, and you know even some blocks, I went and had to watch some film. And what I saw was like, oh my goodness, this kind of reminds me of what Debo just did this year. Um, very, very quick guy, lots of reversals, lots of downfield plays, but then also lining up in the backfield. Like he would play at, you know, he would line up at the running back position and they would throw him to him in the flat or throw him on wheel routes or, or whatever. And, you know, that's a lot of what just took place, you know, in San Francisco with Debo Samuel. So I thought that was very fascinating. So keep kind of keep an eye on him as well. And if you're interested, go watch some game film on Christian Watson. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, guys, so that's it for the for the Senior Bowl. We will be continuing to talk rookies um, coming up and you know leading up to the draft. Obviously, after the Super Bowl, um, we will have the Super Bowl next weekend or this coming weekend, I guess, and then we'll talk about that next week. Then we will take a little bit of a break, uh, and then we'll be back and we'll hit uh, rookies and the draft as hard as possible. So keep an eye on that. Um, please go ahead and subscribe. You can follow us on all of our social media pages. You can follow us at the Football Monsters on literally all of our platforms um, don't forget to check out great way recording that's in cincinnati ohio you can talk with my buddy josh dittner he'll hook you up and then don't forget to reach out and go to uh, www.generatehealthstl.org check out and see what they've been up to and what they are doing so far this year they're a local organization here in st louis that are helping uh, bridge racial equity for mothers and babies in the black communities it is an amazing organization that we've been able to be partnered with so definitely go check them out and you can send over donations as well But guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters podcast. I'll catch you next time.
strutting I could be cool, mind like a fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark, waiting for you 